I deem it an honor to be here at Holy Cross Monastery at the invitation of Father Peter Funk, the local superior, prior, and the monks of this holy place. Every bishop uh, deems it a privilege to give increase to the church with the ordination of new priests. Uh, this day, uh, following years of study and preparation and evaluation by those responsible, we raise to the dignity of the holy priesthood our conferring brother Joseph Woodenberg. We ordain him priest for Holy Church for particular ministry here among his Benedictine confreres in the monastic community. The total self-emptying of Jesus Christ in his suffering and death inspires in us an insatiable thirst for that happiness that can be found, we believe, in a relationship with Jesus Christ. We know that nothing else satisfies. The Lord Jesus is pleased to supply for you the nourishment you need to stay focused upon him through means of his gospel and the sacraments, the fonts for meeting Christ. Only by looking again at the perfect and fascinating humanity of Jesus Christ, alive and active still today, bending down to each one of us, can we let him illumine and fill the abyss of need found in our humanity. Today, therefore, the Church gives us a new priest to carry forth his divine will in our behalf. We surround him with our love and support while we witness him offer the sacrifice of Christ and feed us with the Lord's body and blood while awaiting the Lord to return for us. The priesthood given to the Apostles at Supper is suddenly empowered by the Holy Spirit today and launched out into the world to anoint the world with the person of our Lord and Master. It is the same Holy Spirit we summon today in the rite of sacred ordination. The rite of priestly ordination today takes place in the monastic setting. Monastic life is of great benefit to the Church within and outside these walls, for herein, matching the disposition of those called by the divine summons Men, at least since the close of the early period of martyrdom by hostile empires bent on drowning the faith in its own blood, men have chosen another martyrdom, namely a separation from the world in order to save the world through prayer, labor, and study. Ora et labora and the disciplines in pursuit of personal perfection, entailing also adjustment to the vicissitudes of common life with fellows are seeking the same. Monastic life, therefore, is a specialized ministry in the Church. The beauty of monastic life is that men have gone apart to be alone with God, enfolded in silence, 
in order to live in communion with God. So deeply does the monk hunger for union with God. He eschews normal worldly distractions of secular life in order to pursue God with a vengeance. Through vows of stability, poverty, celibate chastity, and obedience, a monk surrenders himself totally to the realization of the kingdom of God. Insatiable is the monk's thirst for the realization of that kingdom Jesus talks so much about. In this way, those who embrace the monastic life wish to live the Christian life to its fullest. In this way of life, monks are your companions, brothers and sisters, you who live in the world. Together, the monk and the active Christian both are busy about saving the world out of each your distinctive but complementary charisms. Monks accomplish this with particular attention to the hidden life of Jesus, mindful of Jesus' frequent practice of going apart in order to commune with his Father. While dedicated lay Christians such as yourselves are asked to give witness within the noise of the world and its human variety, the active presence of Jesus Christ admits your every labor, your every suffering, and your every joy. Along the course of our complementary journeys, then, we have all discovered that the world is fractured, that the pieces don't quite fit, and some pieces are missing, and the parts do not equal the whole. It isn't that the world is merely cockeyed. There is a deep wound in the world through which the blood of Christ still flows. It isn't just that there are floods and hurricanes and tornadoes, ravaging sickness and death. There is also purposeful sin found in the world. That sin is found in each of us, and that sin reveals itself in a myriad of denials, small and large, and perhaps more than just three times found in us to echo the Apostle Peter that fateful night. The Lord has forgiven us, of course, in his death and resurrection. And in midst of our misery and guilt, Jesus often appears without knocking on the door when all efforts seem fruitless and burdens of the past linger to haunt us. In baptism, those called to the monastic life have been made to identify with Jesus Christ as closely as possible. Their whole life is a gradual movement of the Father in the Son through the Holy Spirit. In Christ, they are one with all of you, therefore closely linked with you Christians active in the world. It is therefore natural for you to come visit the monastery and feed upon the mystical light found here for blessing, the blessing of the duties of Christian life incumbent upon you elsewhere. 
whether lived actively in the world or in a monastic setting. The holy priesthood asks for a man totally in love with God, willing to give up all for the welfare of the Church. While we priests and monks bear the limitations and weakness that befall all men, it is our love and our penance that redeems us and raises us to character befitting responsibilities incident to service of God's people and his church. We know we are unworthy for this charge. The Lord and Master's drawing out of us depths of sacrificial love and devotion raises us to new heights, new heights we never would have imagined for ourselves. The monastic regimen, therefore, needs priests for the proper sacramental nourishment and priestly guidance of the community anchored in solitude. This solitude is life in God alone, cannot be adequately described in words. At its best, monastic life provides a measured glimpse of the beatific vision. In pursuit to grasp the hand of God, monks bring everything toward the final consummation that comes about through participation in divine creative love for the world. Joseph, your love of God and your loyalty to your confreres is very evident. The ministerial priesthood demands a special kind of love by which a priest endeavors to give his entire life to the salvation of others. For this reason, we congratulate you. We see in you signs of Jesus' promise that we will receive in the next life, a hundredfold, having given up everything to follow the Master himself. Be mindful, therefore, of the priestly dignity attached to your monastic consecration. Holy Church has approved you for ordination in the rank of presbyters. Be mindful of the words of our Church Father, St. Gregory Nanzienzen, where he says, Every priest must rediscover the absolute need for personal sanctity. Before purifying others, you must purify yourself. To instruct others, you must be instructed. For priests must become light in order to illuminate and become close to God. In order to bring others closer to him, they have to be sanctified in order to sanctify. As you have been faithful to Christ along your journey, Joseph, Christ will remain faithful to you. Christ, to whose priesthood you will be configured, remains absolutely loyal to the covenant he makes with each priest. It is expected that you return this loyalty to Christ by making a permanent covenant promise to serve God and his church with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul. Rich and abundant are the graces of priestly ordination to help you keep this commitment. The Holy Spirit offers you 
an ocean of strength to accomplish this pastoral mission. Give your priestly vocation, then, your every energy, the totality of your love and every ounce of your fidelity. As an altar Christus, lift up and ennoble the common priesthood of this monastic community, enabling this monastery to worship in truth, speak the truth, perform deeds of truth, and thus reach the heights of sanctity in each confrere's own situation. May the good Lord, who has begun all these good things in you, Joseph, bring it all to fulfillment. On that day of the Lord we await.